What's up, guys? Happy Monday. It is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, I said it. This is Kelsey and Megan here with Girls Talking Boys. Hello. Oh, hey there. Um, did you like how I included that really cheesy line? I'm just expecting a million of these Star Wars memes to come my way because I oh, 100%. feel... Yeah, like I feel like there was the influx of Justin Timberlake ones, but, you know, it didn't feel like as much as in years past. Maybe I just wasn't on the internet as much, but I just, I really need them today. I like these better. However, I'm not going to lie to you. I've only seen the original three, and I've never seen any other Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, confession time. Whoa. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is actually, for those of you who don't know, Megan is the content queen, so, like, to have her admit... Or even just like tell you that she hasn't seen something is shocking in itself. So you're witnessing history right now, <laughs> is what I'm trying to it tell you. It pains me to tell you. Especially the fact that I've seen them and she hasn't. Because I'm notorious for being the exact opposite. So, so true. However, you did live with someone that just like kind of forced this content upon you. I did. I so I used to date a guy and he was like obsessed. Which I'm a big nerd too, but I was like super Lord of the Rings kind of nerd. And he was like, no, if you like Lord of the Rings, you'll love Star Wars. And I was like, all right, so I'll try it. And I'm very ADD, so getting me to sit down and actually watch a movie is a, a feat in itself, and let alone however many movies is in the Star Wars saga. And then I watched all the rest of them, and then, yeah, so here we are. Well, yeah, I watched the original three, and then uh, the a lot of the rest of them came in like later in the in the digital age. And so there was a lot of shit talk about how they just weren't good, so I never watched them. Yeah. You know, if you're I'm gonna, sure there are a lot of people who disagree and will tell me which ones I need to watch. You know what? are open. Honestly, you're not wrong, though, because there was a couple with, like, what's his name? Like, Hayden? I don't even know. The dude that Christensen? was... Yeah. He wasn't... It wasn't as good as the old ones. And the new ones are really good. So, like, I respect that criticism. Like, I will... I All I that. know is Baby Yoda is really cute. So. Baby Yoda is really cute. It's almost like Baby Groot. Ooh. Ooh. Which one? Do you like Marvel or do you like Star Wars? Actually, okay, again, didn't see the second. Bro! <laughs> the second one with Baby Groot in it. Did see the first one. Great movie. I am unprepared for this commentary right now. I think it really has to do with, like, I used to really go watch, like, superhero movies with my dad. You don't think? And so now that I don't live with him, like, oh. we, he doesn't take me to go to see movies, we should we should probably start that back up. I was going to say, I was like, if you're about to slander Groot, I, I ain't here for it. Oh, no. But it's more of like, I know my dad listens to this, so I'm just letting him know. Like, I kind of blame my lack of knowledge on him. So What's up, Husker G? You're being <laughs> added right now. Um, so <laughs> we digress entirely. What we're trying to say is send us all the memes today because, you know, we're here for the cheesy internet. Oh, yeah, totally. web things. Um, so despite it being a big day here on the line with May 4th. On the line. <laughs> that really just made me think of that Lance Bass movie from back in the day. You're so, welcome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Never seen it. Talk about movies that I shouldn't have seen where I should have been seeing other ones, but it's fine. <laughs> Surprise. Um, the Cowboys had some interesting news break this weekend. And I know we said it a million times before, but in case you were hiding under a rock, some, some stuff went down. And they went out and signed themselves a backup quarterback. Which is all the more funny considering today we have Ben Nucci on. The Nooch. It's true. It's actually very true. Um, we actually got the chance to sit down with him last week. He's fantastic, you guys. You're going to die when you hear this interview. We had so much fun with I him. I was cackling, like, the entire time. I may or may not have asked him some pretty... Um, 
personal questions. Yeah, I went in <laughs> on the nooch and I did not hold back. She stalked him a little bit and like knew some some like really weird <laughs> questions to ask him and it was great. It was really great. So y'all will definitely get a kick out of what we have coming up for you in this next segment. But first, we um, will go ahead and dive into the other quarterbacks that are now on this team, existing oh, yeah. and the newly signed, one being Andy Dalton. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Like, I'm not comparing their skill set whatsoever, but I'm not saying if. I'm saying when. I accidentally call Andy Dalton Brandon, Brandon Whedon. Just go ahead and call She's me done out. it multiple times today. It's it's wildly offensive to Andy Dalton's skill set. And, like, Brandon was great, Like, but, like, Andy Dalton's actually a proven quarterback. And I know he's had a rough time in recent years, but, like, it's not intentional. Not all redheads are the same. Well, you know, they might be. <laughs> So here we are. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Where's Ron Reasley when you need him? Um, so the Cowboys went out inside Andy Dalton, proven quarterback. He was released from the Bengals. Um, obviously, they drafted Joe Burrow with number one, first pick in the draft this year. We knew that was going to happen. I don't think we maybe thought it would happen so quick, but I think they tried to give him a chance to go find a team, which find a team he went out and did in the Dallas Cowboys. One-year deal up to $7 million. Mm-hmm. It's a $3 million guarantee. So expect that other four to be kind of workout bonus, roster bonus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he's a TCU guy, so he already Horn had a house frog here. come home. Yeah. I mean, I'm an, I went to SMU. Not that I'm a super diehard fan, but, like, just don't get too into the whole, like, corn frog, whatever their signals corn are. Corn frog. Um, yeah, so I went to UT Arlington, and therefore the – let's Arlington's, like, in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth, but it's closer to Fort Worth. So we just ended up at a lot of TCU games. I – Thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched him a lot. I ran on the field at his senior day. Did you really? Yeah, like the um, the last home game they had. No when he way. Was graduating. Yeah. Acted like a real TCU fan that day. Were you wearing purple and everything? <laughs> I was totally wearing purple and everything. Nah. But I love purple. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. That's actually my favorite color. Well, you look good in it, so I get it. But yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't wear like a TCU shirt. Oh, okay. I did. That makes it better. Yeah. That makes it better. And they were playing like San Diego State or something like that, I think. Oh. Absolutely. That's the most senior day thing of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing a trash team, so you look real good. Right. But also, that that was a good team. What, TCU? Yeah, when he was playing. Oh, I was like, San Diego State, I was like. No, no, no. I was like, come again? (laughs) Although, I'm sure it's a very fun school to attend. Yeah, I've heard that too. But needless to say, um, he already had a place here, and so it kind of – if I had to, to break down why he chose the Cowboys, I'm sure he had other options elsewhere. We've talked about this before where there's some there's some quarterbacks that are on the market right now, and you saw the Jameis Winston deal with with New Orleans, and I think that's it's, – it's, it might be a little quick to make a comparison like that because with Jameis, you know, he's signing a deal, but it's a, he's, he's getting paid pennies. Um, and honestly, truly, if you think about it, he's trying out for the team whenever – maybe Breeze retires if you really want to think about it. You've got a guy like Sean Payton. You've got a guy like Drew Breeze where you can learn underneath them. And then and then potentially, if and when it comes time for Drew to retire, he could be the next in line. You saw what they did with Bridgewater. I don't know why, but that one's just weirder to me. Why? Just because, like, he's the king of scrambling around and do interceptions. I don't know. Like, Dude. He's, he makes some incredible throws, but it's just, like, it's weird. And it, to, like, have him – when you think of, like, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like, was, like, his true, like – Right. Repla- eventual replacement. But then he, you know, got his time to shine, so it was harder to keep him around. But Jameis got LASIK, so he's good now. Oh. He can actually <laughs> see the ball, Megan. 
This is a this is a game changer. And this concerns me as to why he didn't get it earlier. Dude, <laughs> I, I like I Is it something this, to do with age? I don't know. I tweeted this the other day. It will never not cease to amaze me that this man has been playing professional football for five years and didn't have LASIK. And apparently he didn't even wear contacts. I, I didn't do too much research into this, but like from what I'm hearing, he didn't even wear contacts. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like as someone who wears contacts and is considered LASIK, that blows my mind. Because I can't see Jack. Well, as someone with perfect vision, I can't relate. But <laughs> let me just tell you, operating blind is no joke. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I have no idea. Again, like I feel like there's an age limit on that. I don't even know how old he is. Like isn't he like kind of a baby? I have no idea. I think he's younger than me. Yeah, you have to be like a certain age to get it. You have to be it. 25 or something. If your eyes have to stop um, changing. Or like they suggest that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like you have to like your. Either way, good for him. Yeah. Glad you can see. Glad you can see. Glad you got the deal. But I just don't feel like that deal. I don't, I don't think it's a fair comparison is my point. And so you look at a guy like Andy Dalton coming in here. He's already got a place here. If you think about it, you know, this is a really weird time. We're not even. I'm not going to jinx us by saying that, like, there couldn't I'm, – I'm not going to say it. We don't Ooh. know what the future holds. How's that? And Yeah, get your voodoo doll away from my team. No joke. <laughs> so to be able to sign a deal with a team that's close to home, that's a good team, you've got a great coach, you've got a good quarterback, and you have a good deal, a solid deal in place where you can be there for a year and see what happens – I think it's a really good deal for Andy Dalton. And I just, I, I think the people that are like, wow, God, $7 million. Like, quite frankly, I, you know, that's, that's nothing. And it's not out of my pocket. No joke. No joke. And just for some perspective, I, I found some numbers. I was, I was kind of having a conversation with um, one of my friends <laughs> to like, you know, I made the joke on Twitter about Kyle Orton because I just love to make jokes about Kyle Orton. But, what a throwback truly though you're welcome for that content (laughs) but technically speaking kyle orton was more expensive if you think about it in in what in the deal and how it was structured so eight years ago 2012 is when we signed him three-year deal 10.5 million dollars this one is a one-year three million guaranteed again yeah he can make seven million dollars all these bonuses incentive-based contracts but what we're seeing is that this is actually a really smart deal by the team. I mean, again, let me throw another one for you. Uh, John Kitna, $8 million between 2009 and 2011. So let's, it's a little under $4 million a year if you want to kind of do the math. I'm not diving too, too deep into it, but that was also several years ago. So, like, let's add in inflation and everything else. I'm not going to include Castle in it because, quite frankly, like, that doesn't, that's not a really relevant comparison here. But what I'm saying is to get a proven quarterback – at the rate we did is Yeah, but really like who freaking... do you want to party with? I say Kyle Orton. <laughs> I mean that's not even a good question. No, but you're right. I mean I I think it's a a good deal. I think I like Andy Dalton. I know people will disagree with me on that, but I think he got he got a bad shake of it at a in at, in Cincinnati. Um feel like he didn't he had a lot of weapons but he didn't have a lot of like backup support. So, and it's, it's not like he's here to be our starting quarterback. Yeah, so. and, like, that's the thing. It's like, we're not – this guy is someone who can come in if Dak, God forbid, again, like, knock on wood, goes down, then he can come in and give your, your team an, a, a really 
real chance to win a game. I feel like right now where we stand, it's like if Dak went down, or where we stood, I should say, if Dak went down, I would just be like, okay, well, our season's over. Yeah, in the can, what kind of draft pick can we get? Whereas someone like Dalton gives me like, oh, if uh, if he did, if this happened, like I wouldn't freak out as hard. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. would still freak out pretty hard. Of course. But- <laughs> and like, again, like this guy's been to the playoffs. He's, he's, he's led a team for several years. Like this is like what he does. I mean, he made Rex Burke at a star, so Your that's guy. all I can ask for. <laughs> <laughs> so I think all in all, we're both in agreement that it's a good signing. I'm not worried about how much it is. I think this team consistently has done a good job of taking the bottom third of the roster and churning it, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But to bring in a guy like this who's a proven backup, who's really truly going to give you the security that you need, is something that we haven't seen in recent years, and I can't help but go ahead and give credit to McCarthy for that. I think Will McClay is incredible. I will never speak ill of him because he's amazing at what he does. But to have someone else who I'm sure is in his corner like McCarthy to say, yes, this is the guy that makes sense for us right here, right now, I just can't help but make a comparison to what's happened in the past. Be like, yeah, this, I have to give him some credit for I mean, this. just from Will McClay's statements, I just feel like he feels empowered by McCarthy, which in just judging off of interview, it sounds like that isn't something he felt in the past. Sure. Yeah, so um, it's an interesting signing to say the least. I laughed when it happened because, of course, in true Cowboys fashion, it happened. It's like, oh, it's a boring week. And then. Right. Like Saturday night at like, what was it, like 8.30 or whatever, 8 o'clock, I see this come across my screen. I'm like, of course. And then shouts out to uh, RJ for jumping on the Ocho and giving y'all a breakdown in the moment. Truly. Like, what a guy. If you Go guys back aren't and turning, listen to that for if sure. If you guys aren't tuning in to RJ on the Ocho, our other podcasts are amazing. I mean. We've got content across the board, but... Oh, yeah, um, I really really enjoyed the Rondell Carter uh, interview with Talking the Draft. Which also, we talk about him today later with Ben DiNucci. So yes, again, exactly. Tie, tie it all in. Wrap it up in a bow. <laughs> wow, if you would just actually do that into the microphone instead of just away from it. You know what? Kelsey has a low-key, like, really good voice, and uh, I just wanted you to know. You know what makes it better? If you have a drink and then you listen to my voice, it's even better. A spicy blood orange margarita? You know, I speak from experience, but here we are. So, anyways, <laughs> we digress. She'll drop that recipe. Uh, <laughs> we're fans of the Andy Dalton signing. We think it's a good move by this front office. It's impressive. It's, again, adding to another great, great move by this front office in the offseason season. We were all worried about the Byron Jones, like, and rightfully so. He's a good player. And then this team has gone and more than made up for that, what it seems like, um, with the moves that we've made. So, um, or they've made. I haven't done anything. I'm just here to talk about it. So I, I have to give them kudos for that. But I do want to make a clarification, though, because there, there's a narrative that's going around that I want to talk about really quickly with you for a minute, Meg, is that it's, it's we're bringing in Andy Dalton to pressure Dak to sign his deal. And let me just go ahead and be really clear for a minute. Anyone who's going to come at Dak Prescott right now with any sort of like slander or whatever else, like I would just encourage you to like hold your tongue for a whole hot minute because the man has gone through hell and back in the last 10 days with his personal situations right now and the loss of a family member. So 
let's like keep that in mind while we talk about this. Yeah, I think the last thing he's thinking about is, pro- well, maybe not the last thing, but not at the forefront of his mind is not, well, let me get this contract done and oh God, Andy Dalton. Yeah, and I and I just, I, I know business goes on no matter what happens, but yeah, like, the world I, can't keeps Im- I just can't imagine a world where the Cowboys were like, yes, bringing in Andy Dalton is what we're doing, this is the this is the pressure point we're going to put on him to make him ink this deal. I just don't really see that being the situation at hand. I don't either. Um, I don't see Andy as, like, the challenger for A the... A threat? The challenger for the throne, I should say. I, he's, I think he's great. I think he's going to be great. I think he's been a good quarterback. I'm not talking down sure. on him, but... The last couple years haven't been good, but, like, he's not a bad player. No, and I think I think a lot of people could be good behind this O-line with this, like, weaponry. Big facts. But, yeah, I, ju- I just don't see him as the, the challenger of the throne. Like, that's not what I'm, I'm look- looking at when I'm yeah. seeing him come on. And, and I think, you know, again, like, obviously if it came to that, like, we don't know exactly what the sticking point is right now. We know they're kind of in a contract negotiation where we've heard for several months that, like, Dak's asking for upper 30s and – and the franchise tag as it stands right now, I think it nets out to be around 32 or something in that range. And, and It's like 33.5 or something. Yeah. But, like, yeah. And either so it's something like that. And obviously the two haven't met and come to a happy medium. But I do not think that Andy Dalton is here to make Dak feel like he has to put the pen to paper. And I also don't think Dak's going to sit out. No, I think he, he cares too much. Yeah. And quite frankly... If he plays on a franchise tag, he plays on a franchise tag. I'm 33.5. Sounds good. And, <laughs> like, honestly, that don't suck. That's okay. I mean, he, it's not ideal by any means. But I just, I, I feel like he's done it before. And I think he'll do it. I think he's going to bet on himself if it really comes down to it. Yeah. I also feel like I do have faith in, in the Jones family to get the deal done. And and I think, I, I think they are. I think, I mean, it's... I think you and I talked about this earlier today. I it makes sense that he's uh, betting on himself and that he's trying to get yes. every last penny that he thinks he deserves because you never know how long you're going to last in this league. So why not, like, do yourself a favor, guys? We for have the to talk about this for you're a second. You're investing in yourself because, like, I'm so guilty of it too. Like, best belief. Like, let me like go ahead and throw my hands up in the air while I say this. But like, we have to talk about this. You, it's it it. You know when. We get, we get so up in arms about a player and we're like, well, he's sitting out and he's doing this and he's doing that. And I'm like, yeah, because we want him on the team and, and he's great and he's awesome and, and we, we're not going to be as good without him. And we feel like he's being selfish, but, like, let's play the flip side. If he sits there and he doesn't try and get as much as he's worth, when it comes his time to go and he's, like, reaching his decline, how quickly do you think that team is going to just, like, cut the, cut the rope and let him go? Like, like no one has your back more than you have your own back. In, in NFL, in the professional sports world, but also in real life. So, like, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't sit here and fault a man or a woman or anyone for trying to go out and get their worth or what they think they're worth. Yeah. I just can't. Especially it's, That's what happens when you ask for a raise. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have, like, you, you look at some of these guys and, like, they, they – they're sitting there trying to like provide for other people outside of themselves. Like I just, I, I can't subscribe to that narrative where this guy's being so wildly selfish. Like I definitely see why people get mad about it, but also it's just like dial it back. 
Yeah. It's a business. It is. It's a business. And it's a part of the negotiation. And, you know, Jerry Jones, before he was in the league, he was a businessman. And he lives for this stuff. He lives for it, man. Yeah. You can't tell me otherwise. So, yeah, I just, I, I, I've heard a lot of that talk too. And I'm like, ah, man, like I, I can't, I can't get behind that because I want a guy to get what he's worth because he Let's only get has. bread. Yeah. I mean, I think the window in the league is like, I mean, a quarterback's a little different. Some of these guys are different, but like the average, if you want to speak like really average is like what, three, four years where you're in the league. And that's not for a guy like Dak. So I know that's not a fair comparison, but it's just, it's, it's fleeting in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So you have to get your bread. Get I love bread. <laughs> Carbs are great. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, and also another note, another note that I wanted to like touch on real quickly was like we saw this whole conversation about like trading Dak and and I've seen it pop up. Lol, my, bye. Yeah, I've seen it pop up on my timeline like several times where I'm like, I'm like, what are we talking about? Like we're, <laughs> I know we're frustrated again because the deal's not happening, but you sit there and you talk about trading him for like five first rounders or whatever you're throwing out there and all while you're first who has five first rounders to give up i mean like (laughs) yeah whatever like you're you're basically you're almost right no it's just like the all the weird weird things that come out like trade him for this trade him for that like what the the things that you're trying to trade him for like you kind of negate your own argument because you're telling us like how good you think he is yeah like the value that he think you can bring right yeah so if you think he's that valuable why are you trying to trade him away? He's staying. Yeah. It's not even like it's – we can address it because it's like fun Twitter talk, but like it's yeah. not a thing. No. It's not a thing. But, yeah, we're – I mean, we're all bored in quarantine, so well, why not make outlandish – If I was going to trade, <laughs> trade him, though. Jones. Who would you – should we – maybe, maybe we'll get – maybe we'll come up with like who we would trade him for. Oh, for God. straight quarantine talk. I can't think right now, but like who I would come up with. But, you know. Maybe maybe we will grace y'all with some <laughs> ridiculous. Um, How guesses. about you just send us your ridiculous ones? And I would love that. <laughs> That's a great idea. Just send them in. Send them in. Why not? Why not? Um, yeah. So, anyways, but I'll, I will laugh at you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So keep we that don't in mind. we don't see that's happening. Um, we don't see that happening. We think it's a good deal. We think the money they're paying for is great, um, and we don't think there's a lot of pressure on him because of this deal. But Another thing that's kind of brought to light, too, is just the concept of, like, the scrutiny that Cowboys quarterbacks face. Can we also talk about that in general? I, I mean, you can say Cowboys quarterbacks, but just Cowboys. That's true. But I just – I feel like I zero in on the Cowboys quarterback position because, oh, yeah. like – Oh, it's way worse for them, but yeah. – Yeah, I mean, I wasn't – I wasn't – I was, like, you know, six years old when, when Aikman was playing, so I don't really have a frame of reference for that. I didn't live through that. I mean, I did, but I didn't – I wasn't comprehending what was happening. You were you were doing that, and then you're like, "Okay, Barbie is by." Exactly. Yeah, um, I feel that. Yeah, but <laughs> actually, I didn't play with Barbies. You didn't? No, not really. Oh, really? I felt awkward. Barbies are weird, dude. I had a best girlfriend that lived next door, so like we just constantly played Barbies. So, but you know, whatever your your toy of choice, <laughs> you run off and go play with that. I was like a like a um. I have like a, a, a gigapet. What do you call those? Tamagotchis. Yeah, Tamagotchi. I have one of those. I think gigapet was also. I a killed thing. it though. How do you kill a digital pet? By having a short attention span. Well, here we are. 
Guilty as charged. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I again digress. Uh, <laughs> I, I I say this because I, I wasn't around for Aikman, so I, I you know I I don't know what he did and didn't face. I can imagine it would be something similar, but with Romo, I I, I saw that in its fullest. And well, add in social media too. Truly, so. yeah. I mean, you're right. And like everyone was like hating him so freaking hard. And I know that you can have stats. <clears throat> And you can read off stats and they can serve you or they can make a case against someone. But, like, all in all, like, he wasn't a terrible quarterback. And, my God, you guys, like, we reamed him so hard. And now, of course, we love him because he's on the broadcast and he's predicting plays and we think it's so great and he's our guy. But, like, he was not our guy. I will say for a minute. That might have been just what you were singing, but, like, me and all my Cowboys stands that I follow on Twitter would – all we're all obsessed with Romo I'm glad because we're all yes when I was like reading when I was on when I was on the radio shows I would get these questions and comments and I'm like yo yeah that makes y'all are wild like this is a lot I feel like you're getting like a very saturated like I don't know just all my good friends that are Cowboys fans all like Romo so it's yeah. hard for me to say with Authority, and but I get it. Like they signed there's up. A, there's a definite, definite division in Cowboys Nation about that. Yeah, sure. I, I get it because like they signed up for this. Like this is what their job is. Like they knew it was going to come. Like with being a professional athlete or whatever and whatnot. But like still, like I can't help but look at this and I'm like, man, like do do some of these other guys like face the same type of commentary? Because this just feels like a lot. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's because I've only ever been in this market, so I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I was in Kansas City, but again, like, we had, when I was there, we had, um, oh, God. I feel like Kansas City is pretty happy with their quarterback right now. We had Trent Green. Trent Green was our quarterback when I was there. Lord. What's up? Priest Holmes. Like, that was the team that I was around for. Derek Thomas. Like, old, I mean, I guess I can say old school. I'm old now. Wow. Ugh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> relative. That's relative. So, I'd love to get your thoughts on, yeah, on who you think is going to be on this Cowboys roster going into the season. Obviously, we have 55 people now, not 53. Do you think they're going to carry three quarterbacks? And if so, which ones? Is this the goodbye for Cooper Rush, or where you're, where, where's your head at? I hate to give a man's job away, and definitely not my intention by any means, because you're going to have to earn that spot no matter what. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I think might happen um I think if they do go to camp and they do work these guys out I I just kind of see just because it's McCarthy's era now like Cooper kind of wasn't he wants his guy wasn't a part of that and he did have a hand in bringing on Andy he did have a hand in bringing on Benanucci so it's just like I think that it's just kind of the writing on the wall that I'm interpreting is that they'll take Dak, Andy, and uh, Ben, but we'll see. I think you're. I mean, if I had to guess, that was what. I, that's what I would get with. I know I saw Kayvon Frazier tweet, um, like we're we're all sleeping on Cooper Rush, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy, but I think I think it's tough. It's tough because you look at it on paper, um, and we he was an undrafted free agent in 2017. He's literally had like what like three career passes in his entire span with the Cowboys and I get it I get it I get it I get it he's a backup but like I think at this point in his tenure with the team is when you start to determine like are you going to be our guy 
our our second guy, if you will. Right. And it really does feel like again, like I always have. Well, I think to, they got their second guy. So yeah, and you have to give credit. Like I. I I, I always acknowledge, like, this was some of the best advice that Brian Broaddus always gave me. He's like, he's like, you know what? No matter what they say, Kelsey, follow the money. And if I'm following the money right now, they just brought in a guy and guaranteed him $3 million for a year, a proven quarterback, and they also drafted a guy because... Yeah, they went up and got him in the last round where right. they could have taken someone else. Right. They literally were like, we're worried that he's going to be taken. And that doesn't guarantee him a job because he still has no. to earn it, but... It just says a lot. Right. And, like, again, like, follow the money. Like, they they paid for a, t- a, a guy, a tenured guy, and they also paid for another guy who they didn't necessarily have to pay for. They could have fought for him in free agency. They're like, we don't want to fight for you. We want you. Like, we're, we're going to be definitive right now. So I can't help but think that, unfortunately, the odd man out in that scenario is going to be Cooper Rush. And I hate that for him because, like, that's the hardest hey, part about this. Maybe he'll turn it up a notch and... When Shoot! His job back, it would be does. a it would be a fun it would be a fun off off season story. It'll be something interesting to watch for sure. So, um, if you guys haven't listened to our other shows, um, RJ he actually sat down on the Ocho with Quincy Carter, who's a quarterback coach who has been working with Ben DiNucci and also some other guys you might have heard of, Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson. He works with those guys as well, amongst others. He was on the podcast the Ocho last week with him, and he talked a lot about like what he sees in Ben. The Nooch. Right, the Nooch. um, And what he can bring to this team, why he thinks he's good enough, and why he deserves a roster spot. Um, So it's a really interesting conversation. Y'all should definitely tune into that. Um, But I think it's worthy of kind of taking note of how this all plays out in the coming months. It'll be interesting to say the least. And um, Meg made a nice little segue into our next part of our show. With <laughs> so excited. <laughs> the Nooch. Um, so we've determined, if you guys don't know by now, that Ben DiNucci, his name's going to be The Nooch. The Nooch. I think he's had some iterations of that um, in the past in terms of a nickname. But Yeah, he dropped some for us. We're going to go ahead and christen him officially for Cowboys Nation as The Nooch. Yeah. And um, he sat down with us for, I don't know, I mean, it was a while. It was, a while. It was so fun. You guys are going to die He's a joy. He's so freaking excited to come onto this team and be a part of Cowboy Station, get to work. But we decided to get to know him off the field as well. And you'll find some of the stuff pretty funny, the commentary we had. But also, there's some really interesting connections that he has to Mike McCarthy that outside of the the whole met you in an elevator thing, like, yeah, we heard that. But there's some other connections he has to him as well, too. So we address those as well. Um I think you guys will definitely enjoy this interview. So, And that's the tea. And that's the tea. Without further ado, we'll go ahead and let you listen to Ben Danucci. Danucci! Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, and joining us now, we have seventh round draft pick, pick number 231, quarterback from JMU, Ben DiNucci here on Girls Talking Boys. Hello, Ben. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Um, All right. So, first of all, we have to tell you how much we love your last name. It's aggressively amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I already said the Nooch. I'm obsessed with that as a nickname. Is it already a thing, or do we need to, like, make it a thing? Yeah. Uh, So, I've been called pretty much everything in the book for my last name. As you can tell, it's pretty hard to try to pronounce just from first look. But a majority of the people that I know and have come across it, have have called me Nooch, Nucci, Danooch, anything. So you guys can call me whatever you want. All right. Well, we're calling you the Nooch. You're officially christened um, cool. on this podcast. <laughs> Cowboy Station, take note. <laughs> awesome, uh, Ben. Well, just give us a little idea about who you are. Tell us about a little bit about yourself, where you're from, like what do you like, all the things. Like who is the Nooch? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I was one year old. We moved. To Ohio my brother was born there and then I've, I've been in Pittsburgh PA since I've been three years old so I like to say I've, I'm, I'm kind of born and raised here since I don't remember any of my time anywhere else so um, from from Pittsburgh PA it's family of five I have a brother who's a year younger and a sister who is a uh, senior in high school kind of unfortunate for them they both lost the second semesters of you know their senior years because this whole virus thing but uh, nevertheless it's been nice to have you know some family time you know being in college and not uh, getting to go home much. This is this is the most you know time I, I've been able to spend with them in the last four or five years. So, um, you know, typical childhood growing up. You know, I, I played every sport in the book. You know, football, basketball, baseball, soccer. Um, really, just love being outside at, at whatever cost. You know, anytime there's a nice day, trying to um, you know get out, be active in whatever way is possible. Um, love listening to music in my free time. Not not too much of a video gamer. So, um, for anyone who likes Fortnite or any of that stuff. What's your no, on your Sorry, I'm not, I'm not very good at that stuff. <laughs> I just, I hope you realize that I just said, what's on your iPod? Do those even exist anymore? <laughs> what are you listening to, Ben, music-wise? Because I'm a freaking boomer. <laughs> you, said, you said what music do I listen to? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Anything from John Mayer to Justin Bieber to wow. Drake, to- Wiz Khalifa. Major points for John Mayer right there. You don't understand how much the two of love John Mayer. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, also, just a note, I was born in Atlanta, too, and I used to work for the Cowboys. So, basically, we just became best friends. <laughs> love it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, we loved watching your video and hearing the phone call of you getting drafted. Talk us through how that experience went down. Were you expecting to get drafted? Where did they have you projected going? Like, what was like that whole experience like? Yeah, I guess I'll kind of just start off by saying it was the most exciting and nerve wracking day of my life, all wrapped into about a nice five hour period. So, um, I had a few teams in the in the in the process say that you know they had late round grades on me, six or six or seventh round. So 
I, I knew that there were a few teams out there who, who I was on their board and, and Dallas happened to be one of them. And so um, after Friday night, when I only saw one quarterback get picked, that was Jalen. I, I kind of figured that the odds were kind of stacked against me going into, into Saturday, but um, you know, as, as I kept an eye on, you know, the Cowboys and some of the other teams that, you know, had, had been interested and, in, you know, they, they weren't taking quarterbacks. I figured that, you know, Hey, this could, this could be a possibility. And then uh, I got a call probably a half hour before from, uh, you know, one of the scouts that had said, you know, Hey, we just got word from, you know, Mr. Jones that if, if you're there at two thirty one, um, you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and take you. And, you know, hearing that, I just, that was crazy. It was one of those phone calls that's like, you never really expect it to happen. And then it happens. And, you know, there's so many emotions and excitement that, they went into it, being able to, you know, celebrate with friends and family and um, you know, neighbors who hollering from their decks in the neighborhood. So it was a, it was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, I heard some excitement in the background for sure. So I'm sure your family was also jumping around with you. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't seen my mom and dad cry in like I don't even know since I don't even know how long it's been since I've seen them cry. So I knew as soon as I saw that that you know the excitement was was on another level. And I, I don't even remember the last time I've cried either, but I, I was crying. So it was, it was cool. That's awesome. So you have some interesting ties to coach McCarthy. Um, you've obviously met him in person before you mentioned that on your draft phone call. Um, I think you also have some ties to his family and his family friends, the Signetti family. Did I say that right? Um, yep, they yep. They're football royalty in Pittsburgh. And do you feel like having coach Kurt as your head coach at JMU helped you get, keep you on the radar with guys like McCarthy? I think it did for sure. And, you know, probably a month, a month ago, he had reached out and said, Hey, I just talked to, um, you know, coach McCarthy from the Cowboys. They, they like you a lot. They were, um, you know, pleased and impressed with the, with the conversations that, you know, I had, I had been having with them up to that point. Um, and I think, you know, coach Signetti and his brother, Frank Signetti, who are at Boston college, um, they, they had both um, been in contact with coach McCarthy um, and it's actually interesting. Yeah. You know, coach McCarthy's brother was my eighth grade, um, basketball coach at Pine Richland. So crazy how this thing kind of, you know, comes full circle in the end. That's yeah, well, serendipity right there. No joke. So had you met coach before when you, his brother was your coach in basketball or I had it? not the first, I had not the first time I met coach McCarthy was, this is actually pretty crazy too. Was the first time hired was, when we were down in Frisco for the national championship and they had us stay at the Omni, which is you know, the Cowboys team hotel. And it was probably two or three days before the game. And uh, sure enough, the elevator opens up, I'm waiting to get on and there's coach McCarthy standing in the back of the elevator. So I went up and introduced myself and just said, you know, welcome to Dallas. Like I wish you nothing but the best. Um, told him, told him the story about his brother and elevator talk. It wasn't very long, but he, he'd wish me luck Saturday. And um, that was kind of that, but it, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, now, now he's my head coach and I was able to, um, you know, make a good first impression on him. So safe to say you had a solid elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? We're really good for a cheesy line or two on this show. <laughs> 100%. Um, so again, you know, Mike McCarthy is incredible. He's got an amazing legacy. What's it like knowing that you get to play for a guy like Coach McCarthy, who has been known to groom a good quarterback or two? And honestly, the Cowboys, for that matter, he, you know, we all know the legacy um, behind the line of scrimmage here in Dallas, and it's a pretty great one, to say the least. Yeah, you know, I think first and foremost, you know, Coach McCarthy's track record speaks for himself. Just looking at what he did with, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers and some of those guys in Green Bay um, is, is unbelievable. And just coming into the NFL as a rookie and having having a guy as a coach and a mentor like that to be able to, um, you know, kind of guide you and just 
um, you know, lead you in the right direction means means the world to me. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the quarterback lineage in Dallas, you know, speaks for itself. You know, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Dak, you know, the list goes on and on, Roger Staubach. So j- just to be able to say that, um, you know, I'm part of the Cowboys and, you know, the first day I walk in there and sit in that QB room is going to be a pretty surreal feeling for me. So you've actually been compared to guys like Romo and actually Coach uh, McCarthy in his post-draft press conference said he, you reminded him of a young Mark Bolger. Um, do you think that's accurate and why? And I also think it's funny, man, the Pittsburgh roots run strong with McCarthy <laughs> because Mark's from there too. And so I was like, man, did, is, there, is there a Pittsburgh bias happening in here? Like what's in the water out there? <laughs> I have no idea, but. Um, you know, that, that's an extremely – that's a huge compliment coming from him. I think, you know, Mark Bolger was in the Pro Bowl maybe, you know, one or two years when he was with the Rams. And, um, you know, be, being compared to a guy like that um, is, is, is awesome. And, you know, I'm just fortunate to be even, you know, mentioning the same sentence. But um, I don't really remember him playing much. I think that was probably when I was a little bit younger and not really into football at that time. But, um, you know, just, just knowing that, um, you know, Coach McCarthy compared me to a guy like that, I think just, you know, speaks for itself. I um I think also I was reading your draft profile and um did a little digging in some of your 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 footage and with your QB coaches and we'll get to more of that a little bit later but I think you also are known for doing a good job of extending the play a lot like Tony used to do um you also have some interesting similarities in your draft prospect profiles which I thought was kind of fun tell us like what you think you can bring to this Cowboys offense should you end up being in earning this quarterback role this, I'm sorry this backup quarterback role I love you but you know you know where we are right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um you know I think I'm, I'm a guy who you know is very accurate and I think you know the, the numbers kind of speak for themselves I think I was one or two in FCS this year and in completion percentage and that's something that you know I pride myself on because if, if balls are getting caught then you know you're doing something right so uh, I think that first and foremost is something that I bring to the table and you know I think Secondly, and, you know, today's day and age, you kind of just hit on it that, you know, quarterbacks have to be able to, you know, extend the plays with their legs and, and do some of those off-platform things outside the pocket and, you know, create when, when the pocket breaks down. So, um, you know, just, just trying to be as much of an athlete as possible when I'm back there. Um, you know, I think I can bring an element uh, to, to the game that, um, you know, so, some other guys can't. So, and then I think the third thing is I'm just competitive. I'm a guy who goes out there and, um, you know, will do whatever it takes to win. So, I'm, I'm going to put it all on the line for, you know, the guys around me and, um, you know, know that, you know, anytime I'm out there, they, they've got full trust in me. I love that. Um, have you had a chance to connect with Dak or anyone else on the team? And if you have, uh, what can you tell us about that conversation? I have not yet. I've just, you know, we, we've kind of just been in these preliminary talks with the coaches, you know, this, this whole virus is kind of messing some things up. So I think oh, that, sure. you know, they, they're not even really sure what's, what's going on. So it, it's just all about, you know, when, when it would be, um, setting up meeting time. So I think all that stuff's going to start next week, like the Zoom meetings for the playbook, and they're supposed to send an iPad with all that stuff on it. So um, haven't heard from any of the players yet, but it'd be, it'd be really cool if, you know, a guy like Dak would, would were to reach out to me. Um, so we talked a lot about quarterbacks, obviously. Just throwing an option out there for you, a recommendation. So a lot of these guys have, like, really recognizable snap counts. And – if you want to incorporate yins into yours and like start your branding now before, like while you're getting into the big leagues, like we think that might be a good idea. Huh? Cool. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. 
Yeah. Yin's gaze. Like yin tut, like that feels like really natural, right? Is that, I mean, I'm not There's a something to work with there, but, uh, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll iron out the details later. <laughs> people, people, people say that from Pittsburgh, but I'm not sure that I've ever said that. So, I mean, maybe I can, I, I can start if you guys want me to. No, see, I have a, I have a better one for you to use. Yeah. And it's called y'all. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling that, you, that, that one that one's more formally used my family is from the northeast and I actually grew up in the midwest and I've never said y'all in my life until I moved to Texas and now it's all I say so yeah I have a feeling yourself, that's gonna that's gonna be me too <laughs> you're gonna be converting you can't help yourself it's just one day you're a y'all person like all, all of a sudden once you say all y'all that's how you really know that it's just it's happened Instead, in, instead yep. of saying like y'all could have, you say y'all have, or like just add extra oh letters. On. It gets it gets weird. <laughs> um, so, oh boy, it's like a whole new language. I know. <laughs> a whole new world. Okay. Oh wow. You're welcome for that content. Um, so you're actually not the only guy, the JMU guy, to come down to Dallas this year. Meg did a little digging and found out uh, your teammate Rondell Carter was signed by the Cowboys in um, as an undrafted free agent. So what do we know about him? Yeah, he he's a guy who's who's gonna give his all and everything too. And he was he was a transfer from Rutgers and kind of came in the same time I did to JMU. Um, and you know, knowing that he's gonna be there with me, he's gonna make the transition so much easier. Is um, you know, a guy to kind of lean on. But he's oh, he's he's a heck of a playmaker. Gets to the quarterback. I think he had some ridiculous stat like 15 or 18 tackles for loss this year, and I think maybe double digit sacks. So he's a guy with a high motor. Um, he, he's been on the big stage before and, you know, he, he's a heck of an addition for, um, for the team. I know, uh, defense and quarterback have a uh, good dynamic during practices. Did he ever give you like a run for your money when you guys were practicing together? Oh yeah, for sure. I think that that's when the most smack talk comes out is when, you know, the first <laughs> offense is going against the first defense and it, it's bragging rights for, for that day in the locker room afterwards. So there, there were, there were plenty of battles during the, during the days back at JMU. That'll be fun for you guys. Um, so you mentioned earlier about Jalen and I actually want to talk about that because I believe you did some workouts with him and a few other guys, Deshaun Watson, um, with Quincy Avery and coach McAvoy. Um, I think you've been working with them a couple of years. Is that right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I was, I've, Quincy's been my guy for, you know, four or five years and we, we spent the draft or the pro day process in Atlanta. Me and Jalen actually lived together. Uh, for eight weeks so that was pretty cool getting to know him a little bit and kind of um, you know see, seeing the approach that he takes to the game and kind of adding stuff that he does to my game so it was, it was awesome to get to see a guy like that you know up live and personal what did you learn from him you think you said he took something from his game yeah um, just, just he is so uh, is such a business approach to him already and you can tell that um, you know he's going to make it a while everything is so serious to him he'd He's, he's the same way off the field that he is on the field. And, you know, just, just that locked-in mindset that he had all the time was really admirable. So are you guys going to be able to maintain this friendship now that he's on the opposing team? It's a pretty strong rivalry, I have to say. <laughs> uh, I think we will. I'll root for him, but, you know, I'll, I'll have to root against the Eagles. So. Um, so you also were doing some work with another quarterback, Drew Brown, and I was laughing because – when I was looking up your just like your footage and and from your from your uh, video compilations, I guess you could say, and he was tweeting about how well obviously you're going to be a good player off on the field, but off the field you're also a great cook, so you're a bit of a dual threat. So uh, is that true? And what's your what what's your signature dish, Ben? 
oh, my signature dish, I'm going to have to just go with like some seasoned chicken with asparagus and garlic bread. That seems to be the thing that always gets it done for me and it's easy and quick and tastes good. So that's, I'm going to say that's my go-to. I love that. I love that. All right. Healthy. Yeah. Right. And keep it and keep it healthy and keep it healthy too, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you already. He's like, I only eat what I'm supposed to eat to fuel my body. And meanwhile, Dak like With puts seven spaghetti and ranch together afterwards. before a game. <laughs> we'll teach you a thing or two about Texas toast here in a bit. Yeah, that's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so here's the true test, Ben. Meg's got a little rapid fire action for you. Um, are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. What is your Promanti brothers go-to order? Oh my goodness. Uh, I haven't had Primanti Bros in probably 10 years. What? I don't like cold cuts, so I refrain from eating Primanti Bros. Also, wow. I love how he calls them cold cuts. I learned something new. That's incredible. Wawa or Sheets? Uh, sheets. Um, is it pronounced sandwiches or sandwiches? Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> what do you put on your I've never salad? Had anyone ask Croutons or French fries? <laughs> Croutons. <laughs> You're so on Pittsburgh. We're trying to find all the stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> I love breaking all of them. <laughs> How do you like your steak? Medium. Not not Pittsburgh style. What is Pittsburgh style? Oh, oh my! <laughs> Stumping the Pittsburgh guy. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it's like they oh. like flash fry it or something and so it's basically like no it's charred on the outside and it's rare uh medium rare on the inside yeah so it's basically mooing with the chicken. i've never heard you guys know more about pittsburgh than i do i've heard, never heard anyone <laughs> use that term before. well we did have a little help from a friend at the pittsburgh post gazette but uh what is your favorite type of barbecue oh boy i'm trying to think my girlfriend's from austin oh um, you better say the right answer I then. There, <laughs> i was down uh what was the place called Oh boy, boy! I forget what the name is. I uh, Franklin uh, Cooper's maybe. Oh, okay, Ooh. okay. Is Coop, All right. Is Cooper's a barbecue. That's is, the only one I've had. So I'm just we've got go some good Dallas ones for you to try too when you get here. Yeah, pecan Soulproof. Lodge, Heart Eight. We'll give you a list. Cool. And then last cool. one. Uh, say downtown. 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 Dan Pan. <laughs> um, I, I knew that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man. You already know what we what we're looking for. No, wait. I've got that's to take our transition to Dallas site. So truly, like I'm impressed. It must <laughs> yeah. be his girlfriend. I'm gonna give his girlfriend more credit than you. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Ben. Austin girls know what's up. Yeah, she does. We both used to live there. We're a little bit biased. Um also so how how far is it? How far is Austin three? from Dallas? So it's what, Three, yeah, I was going to say. Three and a it, half. It wasn't very yeah. far, right? Unless you drive really fast, then no. it's like three. Not that we would know how fast it would be if it's less than three and a half hours. Yeah, I don't speed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you can get some good trips in there every once in a while. Um, okay, so serious question. I noticed you follow Squatty Potty on Instagram. Are you already trying to set yourself up for some endorsements? I mean, just so you know, I work in sports marketing as my nine to five. This is my outside job. So if you need some help with that regard, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually hilarious because I just sent a DM to them like two weeks ago. No, you didn't. Saw, I, my brother saw Squatty Potty. Was it on Shark Tank or something? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so he saw it on Shark Tank and my brother bought one and it showed up at our house one day and I used it and I was like, whoa, okay, this is, this no, is good. No, it's legit. Yes, it's very good. So I, I just like DM them and I was like, hey, like your product is unbelievable. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> At this point, I was never thinking that 
I was going to get drafted, let alone to Dallas. And I was like, hey, <laughs> do you guys ever need anybody to, like, represent your products or anything? Like, I'd I'm be a salesman. To, like, keep up the good work. <laughs> and, hey, that's incredible. So and maybe, I, maybe it'll be – I see something in your it'll be in the future here. Now. Honestly, <laughs> if you need someone to help you learn the sports marketing uh, ways after or while you're doing, you know, your, your football career, I got you. Because <laughs> you already cool. show a ton of promise, and I'm very proud to hear this. <laughs> Squatty potty come through. <laughs> it, it truly is, though. It's the epitome of don't knock it till you try it. No, seriously. <laughs> it's exactly. a great product. <laughs> Please just keep it close. <laughs> I wish we had eight of them in our house except one. <laughs> you got to go steal it from the other every At Squatty yeah, Potty, exactly. if you're listening, Ben would like to endorse you. <laughs> yeah, let's do the it. other way around. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our last yeah, question. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so our last question for you. Um, uh, you know, coming to Dallas, you're going to get asked this question all the time. So uh, we got to know, like, what are your thoughts on Tony Romo? And honestly, I'm I'm kidding because, in all seriousness, I felt really bad for you on that one because we've all had a hot take or two in our day, and Twitter is notorious for them. I've had a couple. Yeah, like, especially, what were you, like, 18, 19? When I was 18 and 19 uh, on social yeah. media, I was posting, like, emo song lyrics. So, God bless yeah. whoever yeah. was. My MySpace page was lit. Um, so, we're going to go We're gonna go full around the horn really quickly and give you 30 seconds on the floor to bury the hatchet and just clear the air so we can help get Cowboys Nation up your back because we love you and we know you didn't mean it. Yep. Uh, that was a, a stupid, you know, junior in high school tweet that, I was probably watching a game and he made a bad throw and just out of instinct, that was the first thing that, you know, came to my mind. But, you know, I, I've had five interceptions in a, in a game before and, you know, I, I never heard the end of that. And I'm sure a thousand people were, you know, tweeting Ben DiNucci is horrible, but, you know, know it, knowing what, you know, Tony Romo means to Dallas and, you know, kind of similar situation as me, you know, an FCS quarterback and um, just how he handled himself and the approach that, you know, he took to the game while down there. I can see why he's so, um, you know, well-respected and, um, um, you know, well looked after in Dallas. So he he would be a, an awesome person to, you know, get to talk to one day about, you know, kind of his journey. But uh, no, I don't think he's terrible for the record. <laughs> hey, I mean, you've got a star on your helmet. You're our guy now. So we love you. We got it. your back. Yeah, we got you. We got you. Any other cool. great words for Cowboys Nation before we let you go? Uh, looking forward to, you know, getting down there as soon as possible and, you know, getting to work and, you know, just couldn't be more excited that, um, you know, Dallas gave me an opportunity to keep doing what I love and, um, you know, can't wait to, um, you know, get down there and show you guys what I can do. Ben DiNucci, everyone, quarterback, king of the squatty potty, and he needs your barbecue recommendations. So go ahead and at him and send those your way. Ben, thank you so much. You were wonderful. We're excited to have you in Dallas. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. What a precious gem. So in conclusion, um, we love Ben DiNucci, the nooch, and also, nooch. Squatty Potty, I know you're listening. Hook our guy up. It's a great product. If they don't have 100 Squatty Potties shipped out to Oxnard, <laughs> California for training camp by... Missed opportunity. Truly. Like, <laughs> have my people call your people. I'm the people. I will call you. And let's make it happen. I got I'm here you. For it. I got the address. I got the contacts. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Squatty parties for all. Business deals going down. All right, you guys. It's been fun. I'm glad you guys um, joined us for this. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Ben DiNucci a little bit more. What a guy. We had fun with it. We hope you did too. Um, 
I hope you love our podcast as much as we're loving our podcast. But just so you know, there are other podcasts within the Blog of the Boys feed. You should definitely check them out because they are gold mines of all the information. We've got daily briefings in the morning with Ocho and obviously us, Girls Talking Boys, on Mondays and Fridays. The 750 with Tony Casillas and RJ talking the draft and brews and boys. So make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher, wherever you may be listening. I have to tell you though, it truly does help us out if you rate and review us. I can't say enough. You guys have been so gracious to do it so far, but go ahead and let us know how you're enjoying us. Um, Tell Meg she's pretty. (laughs) Me too. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Give us all the rave reviews. But I mean, honestly, it truly, it means the world to us. You guys have been so lovely to us and so um, accepting with open arms. And we're so excited to be a part of this Cowboys Nation podcast world. And until next time, I'm Kelsey Charles. This has been Megan Murray on Girls Talking Boys. And as always, Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Bye, guys. Oh, you're still here? Well, lucky for you, we have a bonus um, snippet. Enjoy. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked it. Don't act like it didn't happen. <laughs> no, wait. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. <laughs> I just want you to know I recorded that. Good. One team, one hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Tigers. Huh? Huh? Well, all right, kids, thanks for joining us today. We're going to go.